Hey, I'm Ariel. And I'm Melina. And you're listening to the AM and the PM podcast, where we basically talk about everything. So buckle your seatbelt because you're in for a wild ride. Okay, everybody, welcome back to AM and the PM. This is Melina. Hey, guys, it's Ariel. So today we have yet another special guest. I don't know if we're ever going to have an episode as normal because we just... (laughs) (laughs) I really like the special guest though. It's It just makes it more fun. It's just exciting. It brings a new dynamic. And and one of um, the people that we have invited onto the show today is our guest, Joyce Profile. She is literally one of the coolest women that I know. So wise, so talented, (laughs) so creative, so full Mm -hmm. of the spirit, such a good person to talk to and commune with. So Joyce, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, you guys, I'm so honored to be here. When Ariel texted me, I was like, wait, you want who to do what? (laughs) But um, hi, everyone. I'm Joyce Profil as... It was already stated. I am what this what, what like what do I even say? I'm like I'm 26 years young, <laughs> you know, Haitian American, you know, yeah. daughter of the king. Hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm also a, a new blogger in navigating yeah. that world. <laughs> new blogger. Hello. Yes. Um yeah, and I just love to laugh and smile. So, yeah, that's a quick spiel about me. Okay. I'm excited to Amazing. have you here. <laughs> yeah, so today's topic will be something that is very personal and close to the three of us in lots of different ways. Yep. <laughs> We're going to be talking about anxiety. <laughs> yes. Yay. So, everyone's favorite thing to deal with you know um so I don't know who wants to start this off but that is what we'll be talking about today and how we've coped through it and just just like a real discussion about it I think it's just a really important thing to talk about especially as women of color you know mm-hmm. especially on a day like today yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, let's definitely start there. Let's go there. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Joyce, yeah, let's I know you, go. I know you said you had some feelings about it earlier. Yeah. You want to tell us? And it was, it's weird because I've really been like, I guess silent a lot with the, with you know, especially around the pandemic, especially since the pandem- pandemic started and the, when everything started last year with Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd. I've been really silent because certain things I just like to navigate myself you know what I mean and and I haven't been keeping up with the trial you know so mm. for, it was really shocking how like like my anxiety levels but maybe because it was like I was already like kind of antsy today but my anxiety levels today was just OD around this verdict and it was just mm. like yo it's like is Chauvin gonna be guilty or once again are we gonna let a guilty murderer walk the streets of this Mm -hmm. world and like to the point where like I had to like take a break off work and like and usually like sometimes I like know I'm navigating through anxiety but sometimes it's like hard for me to pray you know so like yeah but today it was like one like it was I don't know it was like only thing I knew to do was pray because mm. I was like I didn't know what to do and I just started sobbing 
And I was just like, yo, God, you said cast your cares. And I don't know what that looks like, but I don't know what's going to happen. And it hurts my heart. And I don't like mm-hmm. feeling like this, but it was just so bad. And, and after the verdict, it was still like a sigh of relief, but it was still like knots in my stomach. Mm. I had to go sit outside. I had to sit outside. I needed fresh air. Yeah. I think it's a lot to just kind of process. Like, I agree with you. I feel like this year was really hard for me to like say stuff. Like last year, last year I felt like I was able to kind of like share more things on my story and like even make a few posts about it. But like this year I was just like, this is a lot. Like I literally haven't watched any videos that were released like not one I never saw George Floyd's I was like I'm not doing that to myself didn't see Ahmaud Arbery's didn't see any of the any footage that was released I was like I am not watching this absolutely no way but like I still still felt like that heaviness and like that sadness and it just brought up a lot of like questions for me just kind of being like god like why is this happening still like why hasn't anything changed like is it ever going to change like and it brought up a lot of like anxiety about like the future for me just like with like I'm like as much as like I really do want children do I really want kids like my kids are going to be black like (laughs) life is not going to be easy for them do I really want to bring children into a place where they're never going to be welcomed. I don't know if I want that. Like, those are like real questions that I like had within myself. And I was just like, I don't know. I was just like, God, I need to see like some ounce of hope in all of this chaos. Cause I really don't know. Like it really has, I would say the, the events that have happened have like really affected, like, I guess my faith in just like trying to like continue to be like, okay, everything's gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be great. But then my anxiety is like, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> I don't know. It's looking pretty slim out there. <laughs> so yeah, but like today, what felt like a really big relief, like just like, I, I didn't know that the verdict was actually coming out today until, you know, Melina <laughs> said it <laughs> and I was like oh it's today cool but like when they announced the times I was like about to go into a session with like a client's parent so I was like I kept like checking like I kept refreshing my Twitter feed like I was like okay I think I say now I think I say now and then I went into session and I was like great I don't know I don't know and then when I got out of session I went straight to my phone straight to Twitter and it was like guilty and I was like and I just like let out this like long breath and I was like thank you god and I was just like I didn't even realize I was holding my breath like that's how much it felt like a release like for me so I was like wow I don't feel any stress anymore and I know it doesn't mean like it's gonna be this revolutionary change in the system but like at least I got to witness one one guilty verdict in my lifetime I've seen countless numbers of cases where they got away with it. Nothing was done. At least I saw one. To trial. Right. Like George Zimmerman is walking the streets of Florida as we speak. Like 
And it's just like to, to at least experience one justice, one sentence, I'm, I'm okay with that right now. Mm-hmm. Something that really moved me was the, fa- the family was like, just before I came up, I was watching his family members speak and um, one of his brothers, he has a lot of brothers. So I didn't realize he had that many brothers. One of his brothers was saying, you know, this was so heavy, but I gave it to someone who was higher than me. Mm. And I just, I, I cried out to the only person that I knew too. And so I knew there was going to be justice because God is a God of justice. And I thought mm. that was really, really beautiful. Um, yeah. really beautiful sentiment. And it also reminds me of the fact that like, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. There's been oppression um, before in the history of, mm-hmm. especially in the Bible with the Jews. And it just makes me think of like, the Israelites who were enslaved and then wandered in the wilderness and God still came through for them. And it may have taken a lot longer than they had wanted. It took like 450 years to get them out. The people who went into slavery, they didn't see, you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't see the, the freedom, but that doesn't change the fact that God is, he's still a deliverer. And that's, that's like what pulls me through moments like this, where you see this year, especially has exposed so much, just so much like I I don't even know (laughs) I don't even know where to begin like I mean systemic racism is not a new thing you know yeah but I think we've all had a lot more time to pay attention people Mm -hmm. who weren't paying attention before are now paying attention and expose a lot of things too with like different groups of people like the the racial attacks on the Asian community that happened on the Sikh community that recently happened Mm -hmm. um the fact that undocumented workers are dying in disproportionate rates because they're still forced to work you know Mm -hmm. and being labor trafficked like a lot is coming up and I just choose to believe that that's God exposing those things so that he can fix them but like you said we may not see all of that happen in our lifetime because we're still waiting for this like greater glory that will come Mm, that's true and that's the only place that things will be perfect but um right it's exhausting for sure it's exhausting (laughs) to watch all these things happen and be like god why do people keep getting away with things like this so yeah no and ariel said something it was so funny you said like not so funny but you mentioned how um like you're like a fear to bring kids into this world and I actually touched that, touched upon that with my therapist earlier. And mm-hmm. I was saying how, cause we were talking about like fears and things that, you know, make me uncomfortable for the future. And like, definitely like raising kids in such a broken world, it like makes me uneasy. Like, yeah. it's like, yo, how can, like, am I gonna be able to like shelter them, but not shelter them too much, mm-hmm. be protective, but not too protective. And then your mind starts to wander and it's like, it was like 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 that when you brought that up I was just like yep that's definitely like a concern of mine mm-hmm. yeah, it's definitely a concern of mine and also like you also you mentioned how like oh you didn't know like you're holding your breath and I was like I think it's because like hearing the word guilty for like something in this scenario like especially we've haven't heard guilty yeah. it's foreign to us mm-hmm. you know it's, it's so foreign it's like wait like <laughs> white sorry but like you know white people can die i mean white people can go to jail for killing you know unarmed black people a cop can mm-hmm. go to a cop can you know face you know you know accountability i won't say justice but accountability right. for his actions and i was like wait mm-hmm. it's possible like yeah and i feel like all those thoughts were like running through our minds you know in the waiting of the verdict and then the accepting of the verdict mm-hmm. yeah agreed Mm-hmm. And also something that Milena said. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. 
said was like um this past year a lot of things have been exposed and it's not just like external things but I think with us being, you know, at home, a lot of internal things have been being exposed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And For I sure. think, and I think that's like, I think I'm like just with anxiety, I feel like I've had, you know, I've had a little, little sprouts of anxiety here and there in the past year, but because I've been so busy and always on the go, I never had time to like zone in on it or, mm-hmm. or um, had huge like sprouts of anxiety like I've had this past year. But I think it's mm-hmm. because, God's been exposing a lot externally and internally like oh you have an anxiety issue or this gives you anxiety and you can I'm home like 24 7 so it's like so it's like oh we gonna deal with this mm-hmm. yeah you can't like turn away from the thoughts as they're coming up um yep. so I guess it that's it can be overwhelming like you're saying because there's internal mm-hmm. stuff and then there's external stuff and you're like I can't go anywhere because there's always something that's evoking mm-hmm. um this anxiety out of me. I think for me, um, right before the pandemic too, I was just always on the go. I was always doing something. And it was because I had a lot of stuff going on on the inside that I was not prepared to deal with. Um, mm. You know, because anxiety <laughs> to me is a, it's a secondary f- feeling. It's a response to something, whether that be like jealousy, insecurity, fear, like there's something else that's, that's under it. And yeah. so for me and I Ariel and I have talked about this about um like almost like productive anxiety what is the word that you used um oh it's high functioning yeah mm-hmm. um and just like kind of running on that energy and doing stuff in this past year being in our houses has really forced I think we talked about this in our very first podcast mm-hmm. has forced me to stop and look at some stuff and be like you know actually that really hurt me like this thing that I tell people like oh that's totally fine like it's actually still affects me um and that's been difficult because like <laughs> facing those feelings is not fun it's not pleasant yeah. healing is is ugly like it hurts uh, say that again <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also too like I don't know if you guys feel this but like in my experience when it came to like healing I always had this like anxiety or pressure to like feel like I had to heal based on how other people perceived the thing Mm -hmm. like it's like okay it's been like six months maybe I should be over it now like maybe I should like because you know of course we were like how are you doing and I'm like yeah I'm fine but like you know I still like cry before I go to sleep (laughs) and they're like what do you mean like why are you still sad about that like it's been six months it's been 10 months you should be over that and so I feel like that has been a part of like my healing process too, just kind of like, and I think it's appropriate with regarding anxiety too. It's just like, there's always like that. Okay. So should I be done now? But then what if other people notice that I'm not okay? Then they say something about it. So now am I healing for myself? Am I healing for other people? What is this Mm -hmm. process? Like, you know, the thoughts start going and they just never stop. Um, Like for me, I feel like anxiety is just like never ending. Like, even when I think like, oh, yep, I'm good. Something that I thought about from like 10 years ago will come back. And I'm like, hey, so remember that thing you said you were going to do, but now you're not doing it. So like, what are you going to do now so that you do do it? And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I just want to chill for like a second. And my brain's like, no. And it'll be like the smallest thing. Like, I don't have to get my license plate renewed till literally June and I'll be chilling and randomly during the day I'm like 
yeah, you should probably start preparing to just re-register your license plate. And I'm like, what? It's not, it's April. Why mm-hmm. am I thinking about something that's happening two months from now? Right. So like, it's like forgetting something. Yeah. Always. Or like the extreme fears of like, <laughs> for me, I'm like, what if I get pulled over and I'm going to jail for something that I didn't realize you could go to jail for? Like they run my plates and all of a sudden they're like, actually, you didn't pay this important tax document <laughs> 10 years ago. You're going oh, to prison. Oh. Like I literally have thoughts like that sometimes. I'm like, no, wow, why you. won't my brain just calm down? Like, why does it always have to be this extreme thing? No, that that's the rabbit hole that spiral of the littlest tiniest thing and then next thing you know it's like the worst case scenario (laughs) and now you're going even way more crazier than you originally (laughs) were Mm -hmm. meant to go Mm -hmm. yeah that's valid that's valid oh sorry go ahead you could go you could go no you're the guest you go (laughs) go ahead Joyce (laughs) I was gonna say oh don't do that (laughs) I was gonna say no and um I'm writing things down because you guys are you guys are really good but <laughs> you know, you said something like um like you had it like sometimes you have a different view on anxiety uh, like anxiety or like the healing process because mm-hmm. you think of it the way other people view it or whatever and I, that rem- that gave me like another thing it's like I think we all had it for at least for me I had a different I have a different view sometimes on how healing or deliverance is supposed to look like Mm-hmm. you know it's just like yo like why am I still battling with anxiety why am I still battling mm-hmm. with depression why am I still battling with this that and the third mm-hmm. and it should be like sometimes I'd be like yo am I sinning for being anxious like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like yeah you know, like, when the bible tells us don't be anxious for anything but at everything you know mm-hmm. was it uh, pray with that vacation yeah yes yes Thanksgiving, all of that yeah and i'm just like generally (laughs) i'm just like well we're we're saved y'all i'm just like well i'm not praying right now i'm not Mm -hmm. you know supplicating i'm not definitely not giving thanksgiving you know i'm just like I really be feeling like, yo, am I Scott? Like, am I, ooh, am I sinning for being ancient? Nigga, like now that leads me like like you said, like a spiral. I'm just like Mm We all, I feel like we all had a different view on healing. Like it, it's got like it's a prayer, you know, mm-hmm. a laying up in hand, and I'm, I'm <laughs> supposed to walk away like, oh, not anxious yeah. no more, mm-hmm. until like you realize, no, it's a continual journey. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. listen, y'all. <laughs> yeah, so, that. So go ahead. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're also polite. We're, yes, <laughs> we are. It's fine. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I was talking to my therapist about this today, actually, how anxiety does have like a, an evolutionary biological function where you think about, I was talking to her specifically about social anxiety when we were, you know, cavemen, if you were ostracized from your group, you could die because if people weren't sharing food covering with you, like that was, that was potentially fatal. So there is potentially like this kind of carryover effect where we think like if somehow I'm perceived in a certain way societally that could mean danger for me and that that induces that panic and then also there are like I want to validate that they're op- like kind of optimal levels of stress like a little mm-hmm. bit of stress is okay also biological yeah. like back when we had to hunt and forage we weren't like should I get food for the winter we would have right. all died <laughs> we would not be here right now <laughs> you know yeah a little part of us has to be like, I should do my homework at some point 
before it's due you know but it's Mm -hmm. when it gets to this point where it's like debilitating or like I'm doing things I'm striving we were talking about striving the other day like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm almost trying to like please God or please people with all that I do even though grace is not earned that's when it gets that's when it gets dangerous but Mm -hmm. um but I definitely don't think I don't that's a good question like is being anxious a sin I don't know um but I do think like a little bit of just con- concern for the future and planning and intentionality is like normal. I just think anything that's not God in excess is bad. So, mm. Mm. yeah, one thing that um, Joyce said was kind of like how it's like, why am I still dealing with anxiety? Why am I still dealing with like depression? And I was thinking about it earlier today, and I was just like, you know how Paul talks about the thorn in his side. Where he's just like, yo, I'm doing all these great things for God and Jesus, and I'm doing all this sacrificial stuff, and it's great, but I still have this thing that just won't leave me alone. And I feel like for me, anxiety is like my thorn, where I'm just like, mm. like it just, it's, it's had its like development, I guess, throughout different stages in my life. Like it was never like there are some seasons where I'm like oh, I feel okay. Like I don't have anxiety right now. And then sometimes it's like peak anxiety every single day, wake up every morning with my heart racing, stomach hurting. I don't know how life is going to look, panic attacks. And then sometimes it's just kind of like anxious thoughts. And I just, it's just a continuous thing. And I'm just like, I don't know when this thing is ever going to go away, if it's ever going to go away. Like it just feels like it's like this constant thing that I'm like battling like all the time. But, you know, like God's still great and I'm still being blessed and he's being faithful and all that stuff. But it's like, it's just always this one thing that just keeps coming back. And I'm like, I don't know, man, (laughs) maybe that's my thorn. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's just the thing God wants me to deal with, especially because of like the things that have been spoken over me in regards to like my life and like you know, people have prophesied to me, you're going to be on stages and you're going to be speaking to people. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, you're going to, yeah. Like, it's just like things that require me to be fearless. And yet here I am like, but I think that's the greatest part. I think that, yo, cause listen, I have a lot, I I write my prophecies when I get them on my wall, I can see Mm -hmm. them. And that's one that's like, that's like one of mine. And I think, yo, yo, that's good because I feel like how do I say this? I feel like if we were, you know, extra confident people, you know, extra confident people who didn't fear being in front of people, who didn't fear speaking and didn't have all these like anxieties when it comes to like anything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like we can get lost in the sauce, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like you said, it's your thorn, you know what I mean? It's your thorn. It keeps you humble. I feel it makes it, it makes us usable to the extent that God needs to use us, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That's good. And, and with the thorn thing today, I was scrolling through Instagram and I was outside and Jonathan McReynolds, um, he, he was like, a, he was live or whatever. And he has a song that I love and he was, he was playing it. And that's what, and what you, when you mentioned thorns reminded me of, it was like, may your struggles keep you near the cross. And mm. I was just like, yo, like wow. sometimes anxiety keeps you, keeps me near the cross. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's that thorn. It's like yo, it keeps me near the cross. Like may my bad day show that God is good. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was just and when you said thorn, I was just like yo, that really connects. Like why is everything connecting today? <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. I talked to a pastor one time. I remember he was like about to go on stage and preach, and 
as you guys know, I've always struggled with anxiety. Public speaking is like a huge fear of not only mine, but I would say like a huge proportion of the population. (laughs) And I remember asking him like, don't you get nervous speaking in front of these crowds of people? And he was like, I always get nervous, but it shows me that I care. And that just like, that really reframed things for me that Mm. like that little bit of like, am I doing this right? Is a little bit of a sign that like, I really care about what I'm doing. I don't ever want to get to the point where I'm like, I just don't care. My life doesn't matter. What I do doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also interesting too, to hear both of you say that about like, you know, doubting your voices, doubting your callings, because I consider both of you to be such powerful people. So it's, (laughs) it's so interesting how like, our perception of ourselves can differ so much from other people. Like, have you ever given mm-hmm. a presentation? You're like, I was so nervous. And people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, so it's like, we, we really hold ourselves hostage so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, reminds, <laughs> it reminds me of, I was, I, um, crap. Um, I was do I, it was after one of our Bible studies. Someone had asked a question about something with the Holy Spirit. I don't remember what it was. And certain questions would like look me up. If people know I'm very inquisitive, I like I'm a big researcher. I will sit down when I don't understand something, I will research it. And we got off Bible study and I like downloaded on Kindle some like book from um Spurgeon, Spurgeon, the um mm-hmm. Bible commentator. Yeah. And it was like, and it was about Holy, it was about the Holy Spirit. And one of the parts was about Pentecost. And um, it was talking about how like, like the greatest thing about, you know, being, you know, consumed by the Holy Spirit is that the care characteristics change when you're being used by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And, he, and he was saying how like, saying how like, you can tell the difference between pre-Pentecostal Peter and after, you know, and post-Pentecostal mm-hmm. Peter, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my dude was fearless, you know, he was out <laughs> here, he was out here in the streets, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. he was fearless and he wasn't, and that was just Peter who was just rejecting Jesus because, you know, he was nervous about, probably nervous about the consequences, you know what I'm saying? But now he's out the streets like, nah, Jesus, this, Holy Spirit, this, you know, I was just like, <laughs> and I feel like, like you, like you, you said, like, yo, like, like it's, it's back to the thorn thing i feel like anxiety is just like it makes you usable and it's weird because it's like mm-hmm. i have to be anxious i know it sounds like i told you to be anxious but like when you kind of doubt yourself it, it makes it makes you have to have faith in god you know what i'm yeah. saying like mm-hmm. i have a friend who is an amazing worship leader she can sing but she's the most like she's one of the most shyest people ever and most shyest people ever like she you like if you if you if you really watch her like uh, minister her leg will be shaking but she's a powerhouse for christ and i'm just like Mm -hmm. yo like i'm so grateful to know that you're such a shy and timid person because i can really see holy spirit through you when that when 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 the mic is in your hand and Mm -hmm. like hearing 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 i'm just like yo the thorn like I'm still <laughs> on that like. yeah no that's real um I mean I don't know where we want to go with this but like I just think about how like I guess with me part of my anxiety is perfectionism too mm-hmm. and feeling like everything has to like be a certain way before I'm like okay this is good now and even when I'm like okay it's good now then I go back and like I have two case studies as we speak for my class that are due today that I've completed wait can I I tell a quick story about (laughs) 
the other day, actually, I don't even, it was between it was probably four months ago. A month, ago. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel FaceTimes me, I'm washing dishes, and she's like, can I just run something by you? I'm really stressed. I'm like, yeah, of course. Is it school related? And she was like, yeah. She's like, so my professor said that she wants this assignment to be between three and four pages. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, so I finished it. And I was like, okay. And she's like, and it's, it's at four pages. Do you think it's okay? And I was like, so you're telling me that your professor said your page count could be between three and four. And you completed the requirements. You're within it. You're calling me why? <laughs> Melina was so mad at me. <laughs> and she was like because I don't know what if like somehow I'm not doing it right and I was like I'm gonna hang up because <laughs> you know the answer to your question I don't know what you want from me and that <laughs> I just needed the hear the the audience to hear that yeah um, they just need to know how for context my anxiety can be I'm not saying I'm insane I'm saying my anxiety can be insane it can make me insane sometimes I was like girl bye and I (laughs) literally I was like can I just like read it and she was like yeah and so I read it over to her she's like yeah it sounds fine I was like okay she's like all right bye (laughs) I feel but yeah like I feel like for me just like a lot of my anxious thoughts and my anxious feelings come from perfectionism and just feeling like everything has to be perfect like if this isn't good then I'm not good like like I was saying I have two case studies open right now that I've completed I've read over them probably at least five times each and I still haven't submitted them because I'm like oh after this I'm now. gonna read I'm like after this I'm just gonna read it one more time and then I'm gonna submit it like it's just I don't know it ju- I just can't not I have to feel like okay this is good enough and I I know where it's from obviously my childhood because I can tell you guys grades were like everything in my house like listen my my mom always had when it came to report card time if you didn't make it to the fridge then it was like you had the worst report card like if she wasn't satisfied with how your report card looked you did not make it to the fridge and so of course I'm like oh or even it was just like little small things like if so getting a C was an absolute no no C's were failing if you got a C you were failing it didn't matter if you passed with a C because C's are passing grades nope you're failing this is a terrible report card you need to make this a better grade raise that C to like a B okay well this could have been an A like it's just so from there already setting me up to be like okay, now every time I get a grade, it has to be amazing. Like- I resonate mm-hmm. with that. I, I, I have to literally- I remember I got I a had my English. first. I had my first panic attack in the fourth grade because oh I got my God. first C. I literally yeah. always remember that. I literally opened the report card when I got home. I saw the C and I was literally on my hands and knees hyperventilating because I was like, my mother is going to kill me. I resonate oh. with yeah. that. So like, that's probably where the root of anxiety took place, (laughs) but then it just developed, like I said, into whole nother spheres of my life. Listen, no, because you're right. No, because you're right. Because (laughs) I got a, I remember I got a C in English and I know I worked my butt off, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because I worked my butt off 
and I got and I was I was a good student and mm-hmm. everything else was A's and B's but I got yep. a C in English yep. mm-hmm. my dad did not com- comment on any of those A's and B's my dad yep. saw the C and he was like so you can't speak English yeah yes. and I was just mm-hmm. okay I tell you I was just <laughs> devastated I was just like I know I worked my butt off Mm -hmm. and you're right like perfectionism is a thing I think for me like like starting anything is the hardest thing because I'm like is it going to be perfect is it going to be this is it going to be that Mm -hmm. like like start like starting my blog was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever did you know, like starting things for fun, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah. I'm, I just want to do this for fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I, but I still have, a, I don't know. It's like, it has to be perfect. You know, what if yeah. people don't like it or what if it fails or what if I'm not consistent? Like it needs mm-hmm. to be perfect. You know what yeah. I mean? What it, actually what perfect is though. I do not know. Couldn't tell you. Nope. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Jesus. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And well, I'm, you know, I'm hyperventilating. I'm just delaying myself. Like, no, it's not perfect. No, I don't like it or no. And it's just like, girl, what, what does, what is the perfection going to look like? Cause I feel like even if you get to this quote unquote mm-hmm. perfection, you're mm-hmm. still going to, still going to want to tweak it. You're yeah. still going to, it's never going to be enough. Always. Every time. Yeah. So I think another thing also that is important in thinking about perfectionism, not only just how you were raised and how you were raised to think of like your performance, but also just, I also said this today to my therapist, like sometimes I don't feel like I can fail because I feel the weight of um, certain labels, certain expectations on me as a woman, as a brown person, as an immigrant, as a first gen student, as the older child, which you guys can relate to on a lot of those things. Wow. Uh, (laughs) I was like, I just feel like I represent something so much bigger than myself and Mm -hmm. failing feels like I'm letting me down and I'm also letting everybody else down. I'm letting down the people who didn't go to college before me and like worked on farms, like to be able to like sustain our family. And that's just so much pressure, but also like we can't put that on God, like people's people's valuing us conditionally like god loves us unconditionally he's like i just yeah. loved you you weren't even you didn't even exist and i just loved you i knew every mm-hmm. single bad thing you were going to do and i just loved you you know mm-hmm. um which is so important to remember but it's hard because people let us down all the time we let people down all the time you know yeah. and it's so quick yeah. for us to be like so god um I did this thing. I was really jealous today. I was sinful. <laughs> I know you're gonna take away everything, and I deserve it. So just, um, just mm-hmm. do it. And God's like, yeah. What? <laughs> yep. What? <laughs> like why... when I go ahead. Doesn't say that's why I love the Gyra song lyric. The right in the beginning, that was like I wasn't holding you up, so I can't let you down. I was like, no. Why is that a bar? <laughs> Oh, but yeah, you could go. That's all I have to say. No, I was just, I was just saying like, I relate um, to that because I'm just kind of like, whenever I like mess up or sin in any way, I feel like I literally can't even like open up my journal to talk to Jesus. Like, (laughs) I'd be like, you don't want to talk to me right now. I'm so sorry. Like, I know you don't even want to look at me. I'm so disgusting. And then it's literally the opposite. Like, he's just like, no, I genuinely like want to be around you and want to spend time with you. 
So just crack that journal open. Come on, let's talk. And I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow when I'm not being a sinner. Like when just I don't like, feel the when I don't feel guilt and shame. Yeah. When I not mm-hmm. not as not like we could, you know, give him the guilt and shame, but it's just like, no, when when I feel good, then I'll do it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, but it's just like when if you're going, I think it was I think it was Cynthia who said it. It was like Cynthia said to me once, it was like, if you like if we try to do that, if we try to do this, um, try to do it ourselves, mm-hmm. like what is the point of the cross? Right. <sighs> yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's easier said than done. Cause uh, right. Right. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But that's, you know, that's like, yo, you know, I really gotta, yo, sometimes I'd be mad nervous to say that out loud. Cause cause that's facts. Like sometimes I will, you know, I will sin, you know, I'm human. I'll mm-hmm. sin. And, the weight of the sin is so heavy on me, right? Yeah. And or sometimes my sin gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. My sin gives me anxiety, and I feel like I can't give it over to God. It's like, but it's, it's like my this anxiety is caused because I disobeyed you. So I feel like I can't, yeah. I can't even go to you. And God's like, wait, who said what? Like, and we're over here doing this extra work to make ourselves pure, like we can make ourselves, you know, pure and guilt free, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And Jesus, Jesus, look at us like, bruh. <laughs> and what's like, what's like wild is that like the weight of what we're carrying doesn't even match to what Jesus had to carry. Not at all. <laughs> like, it it don't even it don't give. Like, <laughs> it literally, you're comparing apples and oranges because they're not they're they no no the weight of what jesus had to take on on the cross literally the sin of the entire world like every possible sin that any human could do he literally became that and we mess up for like a millisecond and we're like oh my god i'm the worst person well also i even like beyond that too thinking about all that like I think sometimes I fall into this thing where like I ask forgiveness and I'm like okay forgiven and then it comes back and I'm like I find myself asking for forgiveness again for Mm -hmm. something that I've already asked for forgiveness for and God's like I don't even know what you're talking about because the Bible says that he forgets he casts it into he threw it into the sea of forgetfulness (laughs) like like, what you said you did what see I don't remember the way that I was reading the story <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that even happening and we bring up stuff again it's like in our own and I think once again it has to do with people because people remember mm-hmm. people hold grudges we do that and honestly on, on some level like it's it's but it's rightfully so like what we were talking about with the Derek Chauvin case mm-hmm. there needed to be justice done in that situation because someone did something that was wrong and he needed to be held accountable but god doesn't look at us that way god's like yeah you did this and still i'm gonna forgive you i don't need to i shouldn't but i'm going to because i'm god and i have the ultimate authority you know his ways are higher than our ways and the more we try to explain it the more it's just not gonna make sense so we might as well just receive it yeah i think even ultimately the one thing he remembers is always the cross like he's like oh that's already covered Sorry, don't know what you're talking about. Remember the cross, the cross, the cross. Like he can try to feel some type of way, but Jesus be putting up his his nail pierced. Mm. Uh, No. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, and also. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I'm just like, yo, like, this is so good. Because I'm just like, <laughs> yo, we, why are we carrying around the guilt of something that's already been forgiven? Like, like, yo, like, mm-hmm. that. <laughs> i'm also thinking about like um the disciples and thinking about kind of going back to what you're saying about like anxiety and is that sinful does that make god turn away from us i think we think of god as so much meaner than he is like i picture Mm -hmm. jesus as this like kind sitting surrounded by children like i don't know if you guys have watched the chosen but you absolutely should their portrayal of jesus is beautiful like the last episode that they had it was like the disciples were like taking shifts and they're like he just he's not going to turn anybody away the line is so long it keeps getting longer and he won't send anybody away and i just imagine that was the kind of um person that he was and is and then also just thinking about like the fact that peter denied him three times and still when um the angel came to say you know like you're looking for the dead um you're looking for the living among the dead go tell peter that that jesus is alive like that really resonates with me or even Mm. like him showing up and thomas not being there and then them telling thomas and thomas being like i don't know what you're talking about like there's no way that he could possibly be alive and jesus specifically coming back to be like hello thomas here's my hand like put your finger into my hand i just think of that to kind of rewrite the narrative of like you know god's gonna turn away from me if i'm anxious because it's like it just brings to mind like the lord i believe but help my unbelief Mm-hmm. of the, the one guy who jesus was like wow you have great faith you know and it was because he was he's able to meet us halfway i think we we feel like oh i need to be like you said um ariel like completely righteous and absolved mm-hmm. of any sin we are never going to get there and jesus yeah. was kind enough to be like hello i will come down i will literally <laughs> come, pour myself into man to come down and meet you where you are you just need to to, it's like he's knocking and you just need to open the door mm-hmm. be like hello come in and that's My house kind of messy but mm-hmm. that's how we lose unbelievers because it's like there's all the people who are who, who are who are carrying all these things that we resonate with like people coming with anxiety mm-hmm. coming with depression coming with addiction coming up with ever like everything you know what i mean the things that we resonate with things that we still struggle with or things that we are free from you know and we put on this self-righteous act and it's like we're shaking our, you know, shaking our fingers in their face. And it's like, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. And Jesus is looking at down at us like, but didn't I just to you the other, like, you know what I mean? It's just like, mm-hmm. that's how we lose, that's how we, that's how we lose unbelievers. Like we don't, we listen, like, like you said earlier, like, you know, salvation, grace, we can't work for it. So why do we make other people work for it? You know, so mm-hmm. like, yeah. come on people. Mm-hmm. Yeah there's no hierarchy god loves god loves everybody he just does he loved judas he loves people who have done like the worst possible things we could imagine Mm -hmm. he's god and he has every right to do that because he created the world and everything in it so this is real good (laughs) y'all this became a bible study part 70 yeah (laughs) for sure i was like well i feel like i'm in bible study but i love it a plug if you're interested in coming to my bible study send me a message on instagram at melina m-i-l-e-n-a d-s braga b-r-e-g and i'll add <laughs> it to the chat hey. love it we be lit in there we do um so i had like taken some notes before 
we did this. Um, and one thing that I wrote was like, in regards to like perfectionism, I was just kind of like, perfectionism is a disease that I have a hard time treating or allowing God to heal. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when it comes to like anxiety and everything, like I know that God can do it. Like I know that God can take it from me, but then I'm like, also a control freak at the same time so I'm just like well if God takes it from me what what do I have (laughs) like (laughs) like and I'm being as honest as you know a human can possibly be about it but I I can admit I am a control freak like like I think that's also part of the root of my anxiety where I'm just like I have always struggled with trusting that everything was going to be fine and everything is going to be okay um and like I feel like for me my anxiety is kind of like you don't really trust God as much as you say that you do like because if you did it you wouldn't be struggling this much (laughs) like with at least in regards to anxiety that's how I feel about it like I'm just kind of like yeah you say you trust God but you don't really trust him like because like I I've had moments where I'm like okay God I trust you with my future (laughs) but internally I'm like but I'm gonna do like 57 other things in the meantime just to make sure that in case that you don't do what I asked you to do like I have Mm -hmm. these to back it up Mm -hmm. so it's like why do you have a backup when you already are trusting God with the plan a like why do you have a backup to your backup to your backup like if you really trust then you won't need the backup because you're like oh God's gonna do it Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about anything because he got it because God controls everything. Yeah. So those are my thoughts. <laughs> that's what, that's... You, what you just said reminded me of one of like my favorite like analogies. Because you said like it it proves that we don't really have faith in God and what He says. And um, I was listening to this podcast like two years ago, maybe three years ago, and it was during like a big like season of faith moves for me and I really needed to hear it. And it was like, there's a difference between having faith in God and believing in God. I think everyone believes in God, but you don't really know your faith until it's time to really mm-hmm. act on faith. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the analogy they used was like, <clears throat> there was this like famous tightrope walker guy. I don't know mm-hmm. his name, but it was like really famous. And he would do like extreme stunts. You know what I mean? From like, he would tie a rope between two huge building and type rope across it mm-hmm. and everyone believed that he was able to get to one side to the other because they seen him do it before you know what I mean you know he could he could do it he can do it and they always stood there and always applauded yada 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 so one day <clears throat> there was one time he had a wheelbarrow he had a wheelbarrow and uh he had a wheelbarrow and he everyone's like oh snap he's about to do what a wheelbarrow those this time oh my god and like i said people believe that he can do it because they've seen him do it before oh he asked them like who trusts me enough to get in this wheelbarrow and i'll carry and i'll carry them from one side to the other and then everyone grew silent you know mm-hmm. and the people on the podcast like that's what the difference between belief and trust like we believe god can do it we've seen him do it before yeah. but the actual like like, you know, <laughs> do we trust him enough to, for him to put us in a scary situation mm-hmm. and make it out alive? You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, snap, like, I'm just out. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I feel like that really is valid because it's like, 
I don't, sometimes it's like, yo, you know what, God, you're right. I don't think I, I have, I don't think I have faith right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like though you did promise, like in the Bible, like when Jesus with the storm on the, the storm on the, the water, mm-hmm. before the storm, Jesus said, when we get to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if Jesus' words are yes and amen, you know what I mean? Like the word can't go back to avoid that. You guys are going to get to the other side. But now the storm comes up during the journey and you forgot what the Lord said. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got forgot what the Lord said. You don't trust him. And you get angry. You know, you got all this anxiety thoughts. You're hyperventilating. You start doubting and all these things. And you'd be like, oh, snap. I forgot that the Lord said to get to the other side. And you're like trying to wake, wake Jesus up. And Jesus is like, yo, why y'all waking me up for? Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> goes, peace be still. Okay. I'm going back. It goes to back to sleep. <laughs> yo, yeah. the disciples probably looked mad salty. Like, oh, you are God. I forgot. Like, yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I, yeah, no, I literally have an exact story. That literally is that. <laughs> like me, the process of me, moving to North Carolina is literally that. Like, I was like, okay, God, you want me to move to North Carolina? Cool, okay. Apply to grad school. Yes, let's get it. I was so terrified to just apply to grad school. Like, I would open the tab, look at it, close it. Open the, like, every day, I would just look at it for, like, a week. I would open the tab, look at it. I would go over to apply. I'd be like, no, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just, (laughs) I'll just do it the next day. And then finally, I just, like, applied, whatever. And I was waiting for my, you know, results to come in and everything. And so then I got the email. They're like, okay, you know, this is the decision. And I got denied. And I was like, so what? I was like, but you told me to do this. (laughs) Like, you told me it was time for me to move to North Carolina. I applied and now I didn't get in. So what am I supposed to do now? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I, and so there was like an option. It was like, you can go on the waiting list or there's a spot, like we'll contact you. I was like, sure, whatever. No one even hears back from the waiting list anyway. So I did it. And for like a month, month and a half, I was mad. I was just pissed at God. Like, I was just like, I'm mad at you. I don't want to talk to you. I'm so upset. I can't believe you made me do all of that. It was so stressful. I didn't even get in. Now I'm going to be stuck in Boston. I'm going to be miserable. Like I, the whole thing, whole thing, full tantrum, full brat mode was on. And then I went to a conference. It was like a youth conference in North Carolina at World Overcomers. And it was like May by then. And, you know, this Mike Todd was there, he had preached and it was like this really cool moment where like everyone was just like worshiping and stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, I don't wanna be here. And I'm just like, I'm still mad at you. And I'm just like sitting there. And then finally, (laughs) at one point, like Danica and Joe were there and Danica came over and she started praying for me. And I just started like bawling. Like God was just kind of like, are you done now? (laughs) Like, are you finished? And so I was just like, oh yeah, it was just a whole mess. And so then a week after I got back, I got an email from the school that I go to now. And they were like, oh, so we have a spot that opened up if you're still interested. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I was like, um, 
And then of course I had that moment where I was like, wow, I feel really stupid right now. <laughs> like, so salty, huh? <laughs> like, so that's why, that's why you made it. Oh, okay. That, that's why you made me choose the, the wait list option. Cause you, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that God was like, so you're going to trust me now or mm-hmm. <laughs> like, cause we, God sometimes will say, this is going to happen in the future mm-hmm. you get an inkling and then we're like okay and then we automatically fill in mm-hmm. points b through y to get from, <laughs> from a to z and god's like no i didn't want to do that at all i wanted it to do it through this complicated way that you didn't even know i could do and that's mm-hmm. how we do it and we're like no is that <laughs> that doesn't go with my plan he's like i yeah. don't remember asking you for your plan thank you for the suggestion we're not going right. to do that What's that quote from um, Infinity War? He's like, I love your plan. I love everything about your plan, except that it sucks and I'm going to make a new plan. (laughs) Yeah, that's God, always. (laughs) To us, so. Yeah. But he loves us Mm -hmm. enough to be like, you know, like when you have that moment and you're like, I'm sorry. He's like, okay, let's let's just, we're going to, it's fine. We're going to keep going, you know? We're going to move on from this. Mm Yep. Dag, man. And the whole, and what's great about God is like, he already knew I was going to be like that. Like he already knew that was going to be my reaction. Like he's like, oh, she's going to be really mad at me. It's fine. It's fine. I'm about to do something real cool in just a few weeks. It's cool. It's fine. She can be mad at me right now. That's okay. Mm. Wow. We're so finite. We don't understand like this disappointment isn't my whole life. It feels like my whole life, but it doesn't mean that it will be, you know. Mm. It doesn't yeah, mean that tomorrow I'm not going to wake up and something amazing is going to have happened. And I had a friend who said like, and I had this always sticks with me. It's like, we be forgetting that like, God is not living life at the same time we're living it. Yeah. You know, like he saw the end from the beginning and beginning from the end. So it's like, it's not like, okay, like we're having this conversation and God's like having conversation while we're just like, no, he's seen, he's yep. seen this podcast mm-hmm. wow. years ago centuries ago you know wow golly (laughs) and we'd be forgetting that so it's like yo like how is god gonna do this i want to say but it's like god's like but already it's already complete you know it's already complete Mm -hmm. and i'm just like like he's alpha and omega not alpha enduring he's alpha and omega i'm just (laughs) just saying like that's good to me (laughs) hello and it's just like Yo, and I'm saying that because it's like right when you talked about moving and going to grad school, that's currently my 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 little spiel with God right now. <laughs> All the connections are being made today. <laughs> just healing, you know, healing. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, wow. Wow. I heard you. Heard you. <laughs> wow, man. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a good question though like what what are we anxious about right now like what are we trusting god for what's our or not trusting and beefing with god about <laughs> what's i can i can say for me it's um a lot of things um i will personally say speaking public speaking is one of those that's starting to air about that it makes me very nervous and god keeps being like so i'm gonna keep giving you opportunities to speak in public and i'm like why i don't understand why you want me to do that I write very well. Just let me do that for the rest of my life. And he's like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also love. That's a huge, that's a huge thing for me right now where I'm kind of like, 
God, I just don't believe that you're going to give me somebody that I'm not settling for somebody that I'm not like Mm -hmm. really attracted to really intellectually turned on by really like, and really intentionally loves me because I've been disappointed so many times yeah. that I'm at a point kind of where I'm like, I don't even want to hear it. Like, I, you know, <laughs> and God keeps being like, so hello, it's me again. Remember me. Hello. Um, <laughs> Jehovah I, here. Right. <laughs> don't know if you remember. <laughs> I put that desire into your heart. So I'm going to make it happen. Ooh. It might not happen the way that you thought it was going to happen, Ooh. but it's going to happen once again. Yeah. I'm not man. I'm God. Um, Ooh, I'm the one who put the dis- yeah <laughs> well also so another thing too for me is like in along with that and just like me trusting people in general is it's hard for me to feel safe with yeah. people and that's that's part of my issue and I mean some of that is like a history of honestly trauma I've had yep um without going into really specific details I've had men touch me when I didn't want them to basically at very formative age of my life um, and that's a really difficult thing to now accept, like someone will come along who respects me, you know, and, and yeah. is able to, um, understand my boundaries, love me anyway, love me through that. And God is like, see, I already, I've loved you from the beginning. I will love you to the end. I would never put somebody in your life who would hurt you. If anybody's yeah. in your life who would hurt you like that, it's not for me. Not for me. Mm. Oh, wow. Come on. So just trusting that he's going to do that, that's been one of my biggest things recently, Yeah, you know? And maybe I needed to struggle up until this point to talk to about it on this podcast and encourage somebody out there, mm-hmm. you know? We're not perfect. Errol and I are not perfect. We're not speaking from no, a place ma'am. of perfection. We're chaotic energy. <laughs> no, always. <laughs> All the time. A mess, okay? <laughs> but no, what, what you said about like feeling safe, I feel is also like a thing with anxiety. Like, I sent um, Melina a video yesterday about high functioning anxiety and how like the root of that is like not feeling safe, like as a Mm. child, like feeling like you were never in like a safe environment. So like you start to make sure that you control everything around you so that you do feel safe. So you overthink everything to make sure that you know what A, B, and C is happening, what's happening tomorrow, what's happening in the next hour. So you're like, I don't want to risk anything bad happening. You, you know, you work and you, there's this, it's called like binge productivity where it's like you procrastinate and then you wait until literally the like most stressful moment to do all of the work that you put to the side. I do that all the time. (laughs) my whole education career (laughs) (laughs) you know and it's just like you just do all these things and at the same time you make it make it seem like you're fine you make it seem like nothing's wrong so no one has to ask you are you okay is everything all right because you're like overperforming yeah perform you're like yep I'm doing great I got a 4.0 in grad school yep but I get stressed every time I have to start an assignment every week but nope I'm doing great I got A's in all my classes but that's because I stressed myself out to the point that if I didn't get an A I have an anxiety attack like it's just anxiety just shows up differently for different people you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because I think sometimes we feel we feel shame for our anxiety you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's just like, look at X, Y, and Z. They're not, they don't have anxiety. They're flourishing. They're flourishing. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, anxiety just shows up differently for different people. Like, mm-hmm. cause I feel like you're right. Cause like I said, before COVID, I wasn't able to really hone in on my anxiety because homegirl was always out taking care of things, always <laughs> busy, always got plans. So it's like, I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, listen, 
we struggled out here in these streets. So what do you what do you believe in God for? Joyce. Jesus. I believe in God for a whole lot, you know. But mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but like I I think mine is like, it's probably a, it's definitely a few things, not even probably. Like um open spoke. Def- <laughs> you know like let, let don't let me pull out the journal <laughs> no but like definitely um it's just like I kind of go with I kind of agree with Melina like the whole public speaking thing and like I'm kind of happy that like it's so weird like um like 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 you guys know I just joined Jubilee like a year ago and and I'm kind of happy that like now I'm like in a in a place where I'm like in the background or people don't really know my gifts mm-hmm. and my callings and stuff like yeah. that. So I could hide, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and somehow God's like, nope, people are going to find out who you are. Nope, people are yep. going to find out who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little by little, little by, was, at first I was like, great. I don't not I'm in a place where people don't know me. And now yeah. it's just like, look where, look where we are now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. Or, um, yeah anxiety when it comes to like just or walking in my gifts you know what I mean and just you know accepting who I am and who he's Mm -hmm. called me to be you know it's just like dang am I like really God can do I really have this or am I able to function here that or and I feel like you know hit it really on like you hit on the nail when you mentioned the love thing I actually talked to my therapist about today <laughs> look at that i you, love it connections uh, this is like you guys are reading me today <laughs> <laughs> so I, was just like, I was telling my therapist that like you know like i have a fear not fear but like i have fear of like you know i guess falling in i guess falling in love but not falling in love it's like for some reason like i can see like i'm a visionary and i could see the end goal i can see mm-hmm. myself being married i can see myself in a purposeful loving marriage but i can't see someone falling in love with me the total like the totality of me wow. girl i relate i know exactly <laughs> what you're feeling plus one <laughs> <laughs> it's like I could really envision like for some reason like you know I have like glimpses of what ma- my marriage is going to look like praise you know praise the Lord but it's just like but God I can't see myself falling in love with you know my past falling in love with my flaws falling in love with my wow you know, my baggage yes yes that that's the perfectionism speaking yes. mm-hmm. yeah no yeah. and you're right because like I remember I was telling my, I, t- I was telling my therapist one time like sometimes I feel like I am not ready to be married because I'm not hitting you know five things mm-hmm. there's there's certain there's there certain things I'm not knocking off you know this imaginary list you know yep it's like because of that like I have anxiety that like you know like I'm not ready nope nope no nope. <laughs> you know what I mean nope 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 and who oh, child child yeah and yeah and I, I that's interesting too because i think about there's a song um by this artist with this and plot or something like that's called grow as we go and it's this really beautiful representation of what i think love is probably supposed to be like i'll let you know when i get there ariel let us know if we're right (laughs) Um, where it's like we almost feel like we need to go into situations not just like romantic situations but everything like what you're saying about even going before god with everything under control you know, like I've got this, this history of trauma down. I've got my self-control down. I've got my finances mm-hmm. down. I got my health down. And definitely there are certain things you have to, you have to be, you can't just bleed on people. You know, you can just yeah. take out yeah. your, your 
trauma on other people, but also like it's appropriate to go into a relationship with someone and just be really honest right off the bat. Like, hey, by the way, these are my triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you say or you do these these specific things, you I you might provoke a reaction out of me that might to you seem completely insane and unhinged but this is the context (laughs) (laughs) this is the context for some of those things you know and I would like to grow are you okay with growing Mm. through that with me and I that's what I have to keep reminding myself whenever I also want to be like well my past and like my this and my that you know like I'm still really reactive to this I'm still struggling with this God is like what like (laughs) Who said that that was the prerequisite? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Mm, because yeah. like, I'm and pretty we, sure. Yeah, go ahead. And we forget that like the man of the man God has for us isn't going to be perfect. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they're, God's working on them the same time he's working on us. And it's just yeah. like, we forget that. Like, we forget that. We think that, you know, this we're about to get a perfect man, like a perfect man. And because we're about to get a perfect man, oh, we don't deserve him at our current state. And God's like, mm-hmm. wait, huh? <laughs> so as someone who is currently in a relationship, all the things you're Period. saying is correct. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. Once you started talking about the relationship thing, my, my brain was like, oh, you should talk about your experience. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so... um. But yeah, when I met my now boyfriend, I was healing from a situationship, let's call it that. And it really took a toll on your girl. Just mm-hmm. just not it. Just to not have to go into all the the details, but like it just was not it. And it really did a lot for me because it was like my first dating experience and for it to be as negative as it was, I really was like, yo, God, the next guy that I date better be my husband because I'm not doing this again. Mm. Like I straight up wrote in my journal, I was like, the next man that I date better be my husband. Like the fact that I was threatening the Lord, <laughs> and I, was like, <laughs> I was like, he better be my husband because I'm not doing this again. Like I was like, if this next relationship that I enter ends terribly, I will be single for the rest of my life or I will become a whole sinner in these streets. (laughs) Like I was was not playing. Like I was just like the next man that I meet better be my husband because I'm not playing Um, and stuff. And so like, obviously I met my boyfriend on Hinge. It was great. We've been together now. 10 months check out our last <laughs> podcast um he was a guest on the last it was episode. great it was great um and like just being with him has taught me so much about my control issues and my insecurities and my anxiety and all that stuff because it's just like there will be moments where like he'll be like oh yeah you said that the other day but and it made me feel a little way but like I was over it and I'm like what what did I say what do you mean and he's like oh it wasn't like any like he's like oh it was like a comment you made that I was kind of like about but I got over it like I didn't even think about it like a second time and I was like okay but like what (laughs) did I say so that I don't say it again (laughs) like and he's like literally it doesn't matter like he is one of the most like gracious people like he's just kind of like oh yeah, like, I don't even care. Like, he's like, I li- he's like, I literally didn't think twice about it. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, right, but, but you telling me not to worry about it is making me worry about it. So like, mm-hmm. if you could just tell me, and he's just like, you don't need, he's like, just trust me. Like, sometimes I swear the Holy Spirit talks through my boyfriend because he'll just be like, <laughs> just trust me. And I'm like, okay, 
<laughs> like I'm like, fine. I trust that you're not mad at me. I trust that you don't think I'm a terrible person. Fine, 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 fine. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it's like constant. And it's like, he's just always so loving. Like he thinks I'm like the hottest thing he's ever seen. I'm like, what? because you are. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. But you know, like, but it's just like, it's like insecurities and anxiety and all this stuff. And I'm like, what if I'm not like everything that he needs and everything that he wants and all this stuff. And he, every day he's just like, wow, you're so beautiful. I love you so much. Like, you're so great. You're the best. Oh my God. I can't believe I'm so lucky to be with you. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? I have all these flaws and all these imperfections. And he's like, okay, but did you not hear what I just said? <laughs> so don't worry y'all it, you're not alone it happens mm-hmm. to the best yeah. of us yeah um and like the two things I guess I that came up for me in regards to what I'm believing God for was kind of like what or what I'm trusting God with to fulfill and do as he does um Joyce kind of touched upon it when she was talking about like you know am I walking in my purpose am I doing everything I'm supposed to be doing um, kind of thing because I have felt that a lot this year where I'm just kind of like okay so people have said all these things to me and Proverbs said all these things to me and I'm like am I like in the right space right now like am I supposed to be where God wants me to be like spiritually like am I not doing enough in my walk with Jesus for me to be in that place like or am I just where I'm supposed to be for right now like um like I'll be like am I serving enough what does serving look like right now in a pandemic am I doing enough for Jesus right now do people even know that I'm saved like all these different thoughts and things come up for me so I've been really just trying to like be with God in my everyday and in the present and just being okay with that um instead of just like stressing myself and thinking like God's disappointed in me and he thinks that you know, I'm just delaying, I'm being disobedient when I'm literally like, I honestly don't even know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like I honestly figuring it out as I go along. Like I, I don't know if I'm supposed to be in this current season, if I'm supposed to be in this spot. But like, I mean, what I do know is that like, I'm doing whatever you want me to do right now in this season. If the beginning of the whole talking to people on stage is talking to people in a session, in a counseling session, then sure. Maybe that's part of the journey. Maybe that's what's the start of it all, like getting comfortable with talking to someone about their problems and counseling them through a thing. Um, And then like the second thing is like finances. Like I've just been thinking about like money a lot and just like specifically in regards to like my student loans because boy oh boy do I have a balance (laughs) y'all I have have it literally written down like my wall where like my computer is has like a bunch of sticky notes all over it of like different people I'm praying for different things I'm praying for and just like a bunch of other things that I'm like okay god this is what I would love to do in life Um, so one of them is that like, I'm really believing that like my student loan balance would be like paid in full miraculously or like disappear. And I'm just like, Whoa, how did that happen? And then I'm like, okay, God, cool. Because when I think about graduating grad school and being like, am I going to have a job that's going to be enough to start paying off these loans every month? Like, I really don't know. 
<laughs> I'm genuinely just like, I really don't know. And I have to really like, I wrote the balance of how much money I owe currently. And I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna write. I just wrote like three little things. Like I was like, God is a miracle worker. He's a provider and he has access to the treasures of heaven. So that I'm just like, okay, God created money. He's, he's in control of money. So if he wants to make money come out of the sky to me so that I can pay off my loans or if I don't even have to touch anything and he just cleans it out, wow. great. But like, for me, that has been like a really big thing, especially like being in school and like having to reapply for loans and like get new loans each semester because I can't afford to pay out of pocket every semester or every school year. So I'm just kind of like, oh, just racking up that debt. Okay. <laughs> you know, I really so, believe that this will be like a, some kind of testimony in the future too, though, just this podcast episode. And there are countless of times, countless numbers of times in the Old Testament and the New Testament where there's like fighting going on and then it's like the people didn't even do anything god sent confusion into their camp or like god sent angels into their camp and it's like Mm -hmm. that that verse it's like the battle is not yours it's the lord's i love it um we try to strive in our own strength to like get things done and then you know god's like okay so are you done Mm because this completely Mm -hmm. unexpected thing is going to bless you um so really I really oh. believe that could happen for you, Ariel, that just somebody it's, hearing this podcast is like, you know what? I just kind of want to pay off Ariel's, Ariel's student listen, loans. And we listen. have her, we have her, no. her handles in the, in the, <laughs> in the show notes. So. They do. Come on. If you're feeling no. like you love someone today. You want to spread the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you no, Ariel just really, you just really, really reminded me like, yo, like, Yo, that really is like a problem error for me. And I feel like that fear of like, yo, like find finance, honestly, finances create like such a fear in my life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, if you, I have huge dreams and goals, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to move, but it's like, okay, I want to move and I want to go to grad school. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, I want to move and I'll go to grad school. So it's like, okay, like it's like, I feel like I, I feel like I restrict God. Like God's only able to do either one or the other. Wow, that's you good. know what I mean? Yeah. <sighs> that causes anxiety. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I got to pick which one or God's not able to blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, yo, that really is like, yo, I really want to move like OD. Like I want to get out of my parents' house. No, I've always said like, I've always wanted a year in between being my mother's daughter and my husband's wife. I've always wanted like wow. at least a year mm-hmm. just to be Joyce's Joyce. You know, As you should. Wanted, yeah. You know what you I'm deserve- saying? But I also want to go back to school. You know what I mean? Like that. And I've always, I've been bubbling in my chest for the past like two years. And just like I was saying, tabs open, notes. <laughs> We close the journal, we close the tab. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and I think it's just like, I think it's also like that, like that weird anxiety. Like, yo, like, is this what God's called me to do? Like, I don't want to waste mm-hmm. money to go to grad school. Yeah. And it's not, that's not even what God's called me mm-hmm. to do. It's all these thoughts. This is like, I was like, yo, I forgot that. I, was, I forgot that really was like one of the things like on the forefront of my mind. And that's why sometimes I feel stuck because fear and anxiety is not, I'm not, I'm not allowing myself to move forward with these things that most likely got put in my head too but mm-hmm. yeah I mean what you're saying every time you're talking about it it just keeps reminding me of like my own experience which I'm like maybe God just wants me to talk about this <laughs> so 
even when I was in the process of moving, because I told my parents, I found out in like May, and I told my parents in June, because I was stressed. I was like, I can't tell my parents, they're gonna say no. (laughs) Mind you, I was like, how old am I now? I was 24 years old, and I was scared to tell my parents that I got into grad school out of state, because I was like, oh, they're gonna say no. They're gonna say I can't move, okay? Well, children of immigrants understand. I was like, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was just kind of like, I was like, oh my God. So I didn't tell my parents till June. So I had known for like a month and I was just like, okay, well, like the school semester starts in August. Like I don't have much time. Like I have to figure this out. And so I told them and they were like, okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I was like, what are you? I'm moving to North Carolina. They're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, okay am I in the twilight zone (laughs) what is going on um and so then like it ended up working out that like I lived with my cousin and her husband who live in North Carolina because my mom was like oh I'll just call your cousin she lives there and then they set up a whole arrangement I lived with my cousin for like the first six months of me living in North Carolina and within two weeks of living in North Carolina I got a job and then after through that first job I ended up finding my second job like because I was like how am I going to pay for literally living and within two weeks God was like here's a job and then I wasn't making enough at that job so then God was like here's another one (laughs) within like a few months and so like every time like I started worrying about something in regards to like this big faith leap that I took God would just come in and supply he would just provide exactly what I needed in that moment every time yeah so I guess to encourage you if this is what God wants he's going to make sure that literally everything is covered to bring in like a bible for this too it (laughs) reminds me of uh Abraham Mm -hmm. when he was just Abram and God was like go and I'll show you the way he's like leave your father's house and then I'll show you he's like okay go where and he's like did you hear me I said go just go Go. <laughs> and I'll tell you yes or no when you get to a certain place and that's like so you know it's easy to read over that and be like oh, okay this is part of the journey but that's mm-hmm. terrifying imagine God being like just go west and you're like how west, west. how long like <laughs> you want me to stop somewhere and he's like just go and then I'll tell you you know and that's kind of that's what your story is reminding me of once again nothing new under the sun God does not <laughs> need us he doesn't need us to know all of the mm-hmm. stuff because like we just don't need to and honestly it'll freak us out too sometimes if we know like oh this huge obstacle is actually in mm-hmm. the way between a and c yeah because and of I may course say we'll no. find our way yep we might be like oh now i gotta find a way to avoid this excuse me <laughs> <laughs> and then god will be like all right just gonna reroute you back to where i wanted you anyway <laughs> yeah so he'll lead you and then you know and god made something great out of abraham and he's making something great out of you ariel and he's making something great out of you joyce so we just have to trust that's a huge i think that's a huge um like if anxiety is fire trust in god is like the water that puts it out Mm -hmm. so yeah i agree that's good I feel like this has ministered to me if, so much. If not to I'm any like, of our listeners, to me it has. Pass, pass the offering basket. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. I think um, we want to talk a little bit about just like some words of encouragement for our listeners, like what we do 
to help us with our anxiety. Um, I think we've definitely talked a lot about like the Holy Spirit and how that Mm -hmm. is a helpful thing, but any like words of wisdom that we feel we would like to impart? Um, I would say like, I guess don't be afraid to admit that something's wrong or like you have anxious feelings or thoughts because Mm -hmm. you'll definitely find somebody who's like, oh yeah, I deal with that all the time. Like you're not, you're not alone in that. Um, Like literally the three of us just had a whole full blown discussion about anxiety that we all deal with in different ways. So um, I would say definitely find someone that you can trust who won't like judge you or won't make you feel bad. Cause I think sometimes as Christians that we can just be like, well, just pray about it. Just give it to God. And I'm like, I am (laughs) like, you don't understand. I am like fervently all the time, please. I am. And like, I don't know. I think sometimes we have this idea in our head that we have to be strong all the time, but like Mm -hmm. God's literally a strong tower and our safety and our refuge. So I think having people that are still like, I completely hear what you're saying and I love you and I support you and I'm praying for you or just to listen to you without having an opinion or what they think you need to do. I think if you have those people, keep them and hold them very tight. Um, And then another thing, I guess, in regards to like coping skills, I journal Anytime I feel really stressed or anxious, like last night I was feeling anxious and I texted Melina and she was like, go talk to Jesus. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just journaled like literally everything that I was feeling. And then once I had all the thoughts on in there, I was like, oh, I feel better now. Like, I feel like if I have them in my brain and then I put them on paper, then they're no longer in my brain. Mm-hmm. Like once yeah. they're written out, I'm like, oh, they're gone now. Like I'm good. Okay, next. Um, so I think your how you release your anxiety is important and not letting it like stay internal all the time because that just does more damage. Like I'll have moments after like an anxiety attack and I'll just feel exhausted. Like, right. because my body just went through like this really big turbulent thing. Not even just like moments after, even sometimes like a day or two after, like my body will just be like, wow, we just did a lot. Like my chest will hurt sometimes or like I'll feel like I won't have like an appetite because my body is just like, we need to recover <laughs> from all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having healthy coping skills are important. Um, so what works for you? Deep breathing, meditation. Sometimes I use the Headspace app, which is like, a meditation app and just has I only use like the free version because I don't like to pay for things <laughs> so I use like the same prompt every time and I'm like all right tell me to breathe come on let's do it so mm-hmm. I think whatever keeps you grounded and keeps you at peace is what you should do as long as it's healthy right it's a good a good caveat <laughs> I agree I agree um that's true. Like, even like, I looks like I was saying, I even had like anxiety about this conversation about anxiety. <laughs> and like, like, even in the beginning, like, 
No, I think I definitely agree with the deep breaths because I, I had like anxiety, like even I even had anxiety like about our conversation about anxiety. <laughs> and um like in the beginning of our conversation, I kept like muting myself and taking deep breaths, you know, and I don't know why, but deep breaths really do help. Like they really do help. And like sometimes like I like the fact that my Fitbit, my Fitbit app does like these little like breathing exercises that I do once in a while. Mm-hmm. And that really helps I don't know why but it does um but also Ariel said like writing things down like and I feel like when everything's in my mind it's chaos and chaos is not calming whatsoever Mm -mm. but I feel like once it's written down and I could see what's causing it it's I feel like I have better a better hold of it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like I have a better Mm -hmm. hold of it um also like calming music or like music that like makes me feel good you know and also fresh air air. like listen every time you guys see me taking walks you know on instagram just know i'm trying to prevent an anxiety attack like Mm. (laughs) fresh air and sunlight and honestly like as hard as it is for me like opening up about you know anxious thoughts anxious moments no, it really does help. Like this conversation, listen, hello. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, like it, it really does help. Or I remember like it was a month ago, I had a random like anxiety, like anxiety moment. And um, I tweeted something. Both of y'all text me. That's the crazy thing. Both of y'all hit me. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like, you know, having community, you know, just in, like, have a community and it's just like just opening up like yeah this is going on I feel this I feel this is in shambles and it's just like okay all right we'll get we'll we'll work through this you know what I mean or here's what you should do or here's some tips and it's just like wow you're right (laughs) you know what I mean so yeah community but listen listen like I kind of echo like what Ariel said like listen anxiety is not anxiety is not the end you know what I mean but no like stay encouraged you know what I mean like let the anxiety let your anxiety bring you closer to the cross or bring you closer to people bring closer to people and don't be afraid like like those already said like don't be afraid to admit that hey this is an uneasy season for me or this is an uneasy topic or situation like the more you're silent about it, the more anxious you are mm-hmm. and the more bubbled up you are. And then mm-hmm. you have a drastic reaction to something small, so small when you could have just released it somewhere yeah. in a healthy, mm-hmm. safe way. Yes. You take the power <laughs> away when you're able to name mm-hmm. it and say like, oh, I'm actually yes. struggling with this. It almost like loses its like secretive power over you. So. Yes. Yeah. And don't be afraid to cry. Right. Yeah coming from someone who hates to cry though i'm a yeah i'm a crazy emotional person i just hate crying but there's a release in the power of tears that the lord understands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't yeah. be afraid to cry let it go um for me i think grounding techniques really help me so just recently i've just been doing like you know if today's today's april 20th it's 8 30 p.m it's a tuesday mm. i'm sitting in my bed I'm safe. I always end with I'm safe because I told you guys like I struggle to feel safe sometimes because sometimes my anxiety is either 
I'm anxious over something that has happened in the past. And now I'm like stressing over like the effects of it or what I could have done or what I didn't do. Or I'm anxious about something in the future and grounding techniques really help to bring me into like the present moment of like, okay, but I'm here right now. I'm not there and I'm not there. Um, and so that's really helpful. And then another thing too, and something that I definitely want to encourage our, our listeners um, is that like, it's, it's okay to fail. You know, I think a lot of anxiety, especially for me, I'm an Enneagram three. Um, and so I hate failure. I hate looking like I'm failing. I don't ever want to look like I'm not doing great, you know, but I'm not always doing great. You know, I was really anxious this morning too, about just like school and my capstone presentation and just like life. Um, it's okay to fail. And I think when we take some of that pressure off of ourselves to do everything perfect, because if we don't like somehow it diminishes from our value that can ease up on a lot of the tension that we feel. So that's my encouragement, but this has been really great. I've really loved it, Joyce. Um, you're gonna have to come back and do something. We'll get you to yes. do something different at some point, but do you want to yes. tell us about um, your blog and any other things that you potentially like to plug going on for you? Um, I'll do the easy one first. Uh, <laughs> if you follow on Instagram, follow my food adventures at glute honey, glute under G L U T E E underscore honey, glute honey, you know, play on words because gluttony's a sin. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but also my, my baby, my project unhiddenparts.com. On here, I actually my first my first post was about perfectionism, so Perfect. I relate to it. I relate to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, just you know, subscribe, comment, Yay. share, leave leave uh, leave feedback. I'm always here for feedback, and um, yes, yeah, and we'll plug both of those in the show notes with all the rest of our stuff too. But. Like I said, it's been an honor to have you here, Joyce, Errol, always an honor to, (laughs) always an honor to hang out with you. Um, This has been AM and the PM. We hope that you guys tune in next time. Um, Yeah. Bye. Bye.